0: Hi, I'm Grant. Roll for initiative. Welcome to Grant Rants. I'm gonna hate writing and then saying this, But hey, it looks like we're barreling into pandemic round two. What with all these new mask mandates coming out and COVID protocols popping back up, it's once again looking likely that we as a society are going to be back inside, isolated from friends and family, even if you're vaccinated. Thanks, guys. And if you can ignore what increasingly feels like the end of days outside, hey, it's a fun time to pick up a new hobby. So, let me sell you on something that's helped keep me sane over the last over a year. Or maybe made me more insane, I don't know. This week I want to talk to you about Dungeons and Dragons. Fear not, Ranger, Barbarian, Magician, Thief, Cavalier, and Acrobat. I am Dungeon Master, your guide in the realm of Dungeons and Dragons. I think there's a stigma around this game, and I kind of want to help burst that. Because you probably just heard that intro from the 80s Dungeons & Dragons cartoon and thought to yourself, that sounds like the nerdiest thing ever. But if you'll humor me for a bit, I'll show you how D&D has managed to transcend its stereotypical roots and has become, dare I say, cool? For those who are unaware of what Dungeons & Dragons is or have really only heard the name, here's a quick crash course. D&D is what is called a role-playing game, where you will be playing a certain character. As that character, along with others who are also playing their own characters, you will be adventuring through a fantasy world, defeating monsters, saving others, solving puzzles, and interacting with whatever is thrown at you. You are guided by your dungeon master, or DM, who's responsible for crafting and navigating you through the world. But, you're not only supposed to use your wits and craftiness, you will also be armed with various dice. You roll dice in certain circumstances to determine if you succeed or fail with what you want to do. Want to fight that goblin? You gotta roll for it. Want to lie to someone to help you sneak into that building? Gotta roll for it. Want to kiss a dragon? Yeah, you gotta roll for it. And that's the basicest of basic info. No basement or dress-up required. The most important part of D&D is getting together with your friends and playing pretend for a little while. And yet somehow, D&D in years past has gotten a reputation as something for nerds, or losers, or for a brief time in the 80s, the devil. But I kind of have a contrarian view on that stance. If I ask you what the typical D&D player looks like, you're probably thinking thick glasses, you're probably thinking wizard robes, you're probably thinking fake fantasy accents. You probably think they have a hard time talking to girls, they probably snort a lot, they probably have tape on those glasses, and they know everything there is to know about Lord of the Rings, am I right? And sure, maybe there's some truth to that, since the fantasy genre is kind of a magnet for that type of person, but I think D&D was designed with something different in mind. See, to most effectively play the game, you have to do things that are against the normal vision of what you think of when you think nerd. It requires other people. It requires communication. It requires building trust. It requires you to feel stupid sometimes. And if you take that imaginary nerd in your brain and you ask him about doing any of that kind of stuff, you know, talking to people and communicating, and oh no, they're probably going to freak out. That's just not how they roll. And you probably got that depiction of a nerd because of all the TV shows you've watched. Your stranger things, your freaks and geeks, nerds are always depicted like this. Nerds don't do friends, they're supposed to be nerds. And I'll be honest with you. I very much so thought the same thing for a long time. I consider myself to be a nerd to a certain extent. I like a lot of nerdy things very unabashedly, but I always thought D&D entered into a realm of what I called complicated nerdiness, the type of nerds that just knew too much and became obsessive. I held D&D players in the same category as say, People who learned Klingon, or memorized the maps of Lord of the Rings, or knew every single Harry Potter spell, or bullied Twilight fans because the series didn't have real vampires. You know? That level of nerd. And don't worry, I've since learned to be more forgiving. And to be completely fair, the reputation for a d and player can be very well earned. Dungeons and Dragons the game has gone through a lot of changes over the years since its debut in 1977. It has several editions and manuals and books and rules that frankly are impossible to just know off the top of your head and can take loads of preparation. If you have a particularly dedicated group, completing an adventure can take weeks or months or maybe even a year. Some people even like to live-action roleplay that shit and man, it just seemed like that was completely inaccessible to me at my current nerd status and I intended to keep it that way. My younger sister eventually started getting into the game, but that didn't even fully motivate me to get really into the game. No, what finally piqued my interest was a podcast that came out just before the pandemic started. That show was Rude Tales of Magic, a podcast featuring six friends gallivanting through the fictional world of Cordelia. There's a fawn who's obsessed with her hero's journey, a pathologically chill half-demon, a walkin' talkin' foppish skeleton man and his talking crow person servant, and a sasquatch who made a deal with a demon for magic powers. It is, hands down, the absolute funniest thing I've ever listened to. The dungeon master, Branson Reese, has taken the fifth edition of D&D and made it entirely its own. It's absurd, it's cartoony, it's honest to god horrifying at times, but most importantly, it's an absolute laugh riot, and completely accessible to just about anyone, assuming you're cool with literal potty humor. Let me kind of show you what I'm talking about. Uh, cool. More and more scurrying. It's getting louder. When you say more and more scurrying, does it sound like more than one? It is one thing. This sounds okay. to be one thing. It is just getting closer and cl- it was coming from like what seems like sixty feet away. Okay, what's the ground beneath us made of? Uh, like stone. Okay, I can't do anything to that. My kingdom for a lantern, eh, friends? Uh, scurrying gets louder and louder and louder. And louder. You can tell it's right next to you. And then, right out of an empty barrel, pops a uh, four foot eleven rat person. Pops right out of the top of the barrel, like a Mark's brother. Ah. Uh, yeah. He shouts, Hello! <laughs> My name is Jerry Mentalgen and nothing in this world Pisses me off near half as bad as when my diaper soiled I wish that I was potty trained would be my fondest joy To be finally a comfortable boy Comfortable boy To be finally a comfortable boy That shit is exactly my shit Like, I can't point to anything at the top of my dome right now that is more my shit than that shit. This show blew the doors off my mind and showed me what I'd been missing out on. For as utterly goofy as Rude Tales of Magic is, they're also crafting an extremely remarkable story with fabulous character growth, authentic, heartfelt storytelling, and have such an insane chemistry that it's almost hard to believe the entire thing is improvised. There was a version of this game that didn't take itself seriously, that wasn't bogged down by stupid things like rules or thick-ass fantasy language. It was fun for the sake of being fun. And I wanted in. As what often happens when I get into a new interest, I started digesting the fifth edition, that's the most recent one, of Dungeons & Dragons like candy. Reading, researching, finding any info I could for free on the internet. Eventually, I'd start getting into world building and coming up with my own playgrounds and worlds that characters could really carve out a story in, and that excited me. If you could tie the vast majority of my interests together, you'd find the unifying element to be storytelling. In early 2020, I started getting my feet wet with this idea. I got some friends together. I had them play a session in this world I was building. We maybe even thought, hey, there could be a podcast of our own here if we worked at it. Everyone gelled extremely well. The story was fun and exciting and different and funny. And then, well, then I discovered the ultimate obstacles in playing D&D. As I'm sure anyone who's ever had any interest in this game will tell you, trying to get a group of adults together At a set time, consistently, with everything happening in our lives, is difficult. We had scheduling conflicts, last second dropouts, sometimes even no notice dropouts, and it became pretty obvious we weren't going to be able to do this thing in the long term. Which sucked, but hey, that's life. I used the opportunity to get more into the game, and then the big bad thing happened. Like, the big one. Please wear a mask and get vaccinated. I'm so tired of my fucking house. But anyway, in light of the big bad thing, I saw something interesting happen with D&D. Now, take this with a grain of salt, because it's very possible that I only see this sort of thing happening because of the way social media algorithms work. But when the pandemic started... I started noticing that many of my friends on social media were suddenly taking an interest in playing Dungeons and & Dragons, and they were able to do so effectively and easily through video phone calls. People I never would have guessed in having an interest in this stupid fucking game were getting together and playing it. People, I assume, out of the desire to see one another and actually do something besides talk about how crazy these times are, huh, were finding ways to just do that. And it's great because the game is designed to be a bonding experience. Don't have any new news to update people on? That's cool, let's do some good old-fashioned escapism and make up a fun story together with an element of chance thrown in. That was amazing to me, this game that once stood at odds against the cool and chill was now an incredibly cool and very chill thing you could do with your friends to maintain some sense of normalcy. Slight tangent here, but if you're into the storytelling elements of D&D, wow, does it have the most absolutely fun way to determine what happens in a story. I mentioned earlier how every decision is impacted with dice rolls, and when you use the dice to determine what happens in a story, it opens so many new doors. All of a sudden, you're not bound to just doing what's thematically appropriate or worrying about how someone will react to how you're telling the story. You have the dice! Sorry, man, you rolled a two. A two means a bad thing happens. What do you do about it? And it keeps your entire party sharp and flexible. No other form of storytelling has just random chance thrown in as a device to advance the plot. That shit rules. Through practice and writing, I eventually learned that I have a knack for dungeon mastering. DMing. It's, it's called DMing. There's few things as satisfying as watching your players try to figure out their way through the world and problems you created for them. And oftentimes, they're finding solutions or ways around things you'd never fully been prepared for, and you just have to roll with it. I've eventually carved out my own identity as a dungeon master. There's a lot of different types out there, and they all have their merits. There's the punishing kind of dungeon master who wants to give their players the biggest challenge possible. There's the rules-heavy dungeon master who wants to give their players the most accurate experience possible. And I'm a little bit on the loose side. I'm very much more into character and story and making decisions that impact those and make things interesting above Mm -hmm. all else. I'm very lenient. I'm very forgiving. I will give you the absolute weirdest NPC energy. I can't promise you I'll get all the rules right or that I know every possible thing a rogue can do, but I can promise you a good time, a lot of laughs, and a funny story." I started finding other D&D-based shows after I developed my style, I enjoyed these shows, and it's kind of where I caught my style from and took some inspiration from. In addition to Rude Tales of Magic, I also enjoyed things like Fun City, Dimension 20, and even a show full of Vegas performers and some old actor friends of mine called Weed D&D, where they literally get stoned and play Dungeons & Dragons. That show also fucking rules, and you should 100% check it out. These shows taught me that ultimately, I was more interested in making something fun and entertaining rules be damned. But like they say, you gotta know the rules so you can break them in the right way. So eventually I did that. I got pretty familiar with just about everything and took another crack at building a big huge world to play in. This time it would be a podcast. I was certain in my skills. I developed my writing style to a point where I was proud of it and I found people who were interested in making it. I'd be able to enter the dojo of some of my favorite storytellers. A seat at the table bringing what I thought would be a pretty original concept. But then that too fell apart. So I found myself a DM without a party. Wanting to play but no longer having a fire for a long long campaign like I've been trying to do over the past year or so. And then I found something new. Well, some things new. I said earlier that Dungeons and Dragons is a role-playing game, but to be more specific, it's called a tabletop role-playing game. Like the name says, a game you can play sitting around a table. But it isn't just D&D, there are numerous different games out there that fall into this category. Some of them are more complicated, like Vampire the Masquerade or Shadowrun, but others are literally just one page long. I learned that independent writers and designers have worked to put out a wide assortment of different levels of games. I've collected games where you have to guide Jason Statham through a vacation. I've collected games where you are three alien basketball players competing against three other alien basketball players. I've gotten games that require dice, cards, postcards, post-it notes, just pencils, improvising, charades, all sorts of different methods to tell a story. We live in an era of humanity that loves to express itself and tell stories and have no limits on how we can do that anymore. These games can range from fun to cute to terrifying to deep to weird and just about every other thing you can think of. The more familiar I got with the idea of these shorter, looser games, a new idea started churning in my head. I scoured high and low all across the internet for games that could be started and completed relatively quickly. I'm talking a couple of hours, max. And by a couple, I mean a couple, two. And I started reaching out to people who'd shown interest in playing the game and friends who I saw enjoying these types of games. And what I have coming up next is something I'm so incredibly proud of that I can't wait for you to hear. Exclusively here on Grant Rants, I'll be launching a once a month running series that I'm calling Fantasy First Friday. The first Friday of every month here on Grant Rants will be dedicated to me and some friends playing a tabletop RPG. I've already got a few lined up and I'm so very excited for you to hear these. Here's a quick sneak peek of next week's episode. For now, <laughs> the bear is. I'm thinking. I'm talking cobbler's pies, uh, uh, glazed nicely <laughs> on top of a tart. We can do in two hours, man. Two hours. To make a quick compote. <laughs> who doesn't love compote? We have to and do to something. my whole. 15 family members coming over here, bro. You know, something. And plus, I don't know. Do we just kill Mothman? I don't know. That part's up to you guys. I don't know. But that man, Did this moaning. guy just say kill Mothman? He's moaning. <laughs> oh, hey, hey. I, I know you guys are like in a private huddle, but like you're yeah, still in the kitchen eat. and I can definitely hear you. Right. Okay. So, <laughs> um. Last part was a prank. Yeah, <laughs> oh, oh no, prank, I just with you, man. I, love, I love pranks. Uh, yeah. Kill Mothman. If nothing else, I strongly encourage giving the world of tabletop RPGs a try. You can see your friends again. You can learn a lot about them. You can be a total fucking nerd with them. And the world needs more nerds having fun. I genuinely hope you enjoy the new series coming next Friday. And I genuinely hope you reach out to your friends during this difficult time round two. Thank you for listening and tune in next week for the exciting premiere of Fantasy First Friday.